Welcome back to series five of the podcast. This is a short collection of interviews that I had with people during the first lockdown with a focus and emphasis on attention, intention and distraction. Hope you enjoy them. Rebecca and Winston, thank you very much indeed for agreeing to come on the show. It's an absolute pleasure to be able to spend some time with you both. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. Great to be here. Now, the first question I like to uh, explore with my guest is around balance, um, not the work-life balance as such that, that we've been uh, programmed with uh, in some cases, but, but generally what, what's happening in terms of your own balance as we find ourselves in this unusual period of time right now? Well, I don't know about balance, Jeff, because I didn't manage to do balance this morning doing yoga. I upped my yoga class this morning. I went for the next level up and I clearly don't have any balance at all. <laughs> um, I guess balance is a really interesting one, isn't it? I'm trying to, I'm finding at the moment with a lot of people, their expectations are much quicker, that people seem to expect things to happen much sooner than before because everyone's more readily available maybe so you know they'll they'll say can we have a meeting and really what they mean is like now or later on today and not you know can we open the diary and have a little look where you're at and I suppose you know that in a way we're right because we're not doing the travel so we haven't got to have the whole time scales the same but equally it means we're not necessarily well I'm finding particularly I'm not necessarily balancing my days very well so some days it's back-to-back -back meetings and other days it's like I've got absolutely nothing planned and I have to make myself think what to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Mm. Yeah, similarly for me, I think um, it's an interesting one because I went through that phase of where, you know, I've got so much extra time like many other people and it was like, you know, I'm just going to stuff a diary full of calls and, you know, full of Zooms and all of these things only to realize that it's pretty unsustainable when you get Zoom fatigue and, you know, you're just knackered. Um, so I think for me, what balance has started to look like is actually being open to it being something different every single day. Because um, I think I had that moment where, you know, I thought I needed to do a bit more because I had a bit more time. But actually nowadays, some days balance is, you know, watching comedies on Netflix for half a day. Um, rather than being on Zoom chats, I love. I love Perfect. it. Me, <laughs> I'm genuinely fascinated by by this 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 balance thing because, you know, I'm not sure we ever have it, or if we do, we don't have it for long because something mm. else comes along and and, and gets our attention. Um, I, I love what you're both sharing there in 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 terms of your experience. I want to go a little bit further and understand. What, what's been getting your attention through this period of time? Where, where have you found yourself gravitating or wandering towards in terms of your attention? Yeah, I think for me initially, if I'm honest, it was looking at other people in my industry just to see what they were doing. Um, because we were in this, I guess, new phase of working where everyone's been impacted in some way. So, and I think part of the overwhelm where initially I was trying to do so much was because I could see other people on social media saying that they were doing so much. I was like, oh my God, I need to write my book. I need to release my online course. You know, how to do all that stuff now. And so that was kind of drawing my attention. But I think, you know, that shift towards, you know, 
I just have to be Winston in this moment and not, you know, Les Brown or Tony Robbins or whoever else is pushing stuff out there um, was really useful for me. Oh, I love that. You really do need to just be Winston because that's just plenty to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, think so. I think I'm better than Tony Robbins. <laughs> oh, well, there we are. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Maybe if he watched a little bit more of Netflix, he'd be much happier. He'd <laughs> be much cooler, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been really interesting, hasn't it? Because for me, I started getting a, a tad panicky because I was so busy with everything that was happening at the beginning that I wasn't able to do the extra stuff that everyone else seemed to be doing. So it wasn't that I didn't want to, or I didn't feel able to, it's just I didn't have the time. And I think, you know, it's been really interesting. So um, my life is sort of broken up into a couple of manageable chunks. I do some consultancy work and then I, um, I'm currently the, the chairman for the Professional Speaking Association, which is where Winston and I know each other from. So that obviously, those two areas, remained extremely busy if not busier than ever before whereas my speaking work just disappeared overnight but actually initially there was a lot of work in just sorting out with clients contracts and what was going to happen and did they want to try and put something online so yeah initially it was just really really busy and and actually it still is to this day I've not actually slowed down yet and so what's grabbing my attention usually just what my clients really need um interestingly i've gone back a, a bit so in a previous life if you like a lot of my work was with business startups and business turnaround and supporting businesses going through flux and change and problems and so obviously that's resurrected if you like so anyway you know at the moment my clients are coming back to me saying we don't want what you do currently with us which is the sort of innovation enterprise stuff what we want is the how do we get a solid sort of uh, element to our business and and that's what they need so yeah I've been really really busy with that and the other bit that's taking attention is I'm about to become a grandma again in the next couple of weeks <laughs> um, so we've all kept ourselves really really safe um, and locked in so that we're able to have the toddler while my daughter goes into hospital to have a baby. So, yeah, that's definitely attention grabbing, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> we can't really not notice that happening in our lives. So, yeah, it, it, it varies day to day, but I'm definitely trying to find ways of um, forcing myself to do something just for me rather than it always being what everyone else is pulling on my attention for. And, and that, that's what really resonates with me because we're in a different space. And so the, the, the models of working, whether you're self-employed or, or employed, have been thrown up in the air. There's lots of noise out there, as there always is, but it's very easy to kind of you know, lose that attention and that focus and, and, and not do some of the things that you would have done previously. Um, I think I read quite early on within this space that, you know, some, something was circulating around social media that if, if you hadn't kind of learnt a language and read or 50 books or <laughs> a second instrument during this time, then, then really you would have wasted the opportunity. And, and I smiled when I read that because clearly that's not what everybody was going to do. And once I think they, you know, painted the garden fence and cleared the shed and did some of those things they've probably been putting off, yeah. probably shifted their, their energy towards something else. But I'm interested, how have you been able to maintain some of your intentional focus during this period of time and, you know, not allow yourself to be distracted too much? 
yeah I've definitely switched off from a lot of social media um I'm not as active on social media at the minute as I normally am mainly because I don't tend to get involved in the political conversations anyway and there's an awful lot of that about a lot of it is stuff that I don't really need to or want to hear so I'm that's fine for me but yeah I think going back to what Wisdom was saying that whole thing right at the beginning where people were saying you know oh I'm going to write another book and I'm going to do this I'm going to do that and I was thinking really when you know and I was getting a little bit anxious that I wasn't running at the same speed as everyone else but then I was doing stuff that they weren't doing and I think that's the trouble isn't it we've got to remember everyone's in a different space so you know if they were employed by somebody and they were furloughed and told, you know, you can't do any work, go home, then sure, you know, go learn an instrument, go fill your time up. But for those of us that were self-employed, our attention and our distractions, I guess, are probably a bit different. So, yeah, it's about sort of saying, well, that's just not realistic now. What can I do? What don't I want to do? Yeah, it is difficult, but I've tried my best to keep certain things still going. So things like um, fresh air, yoga, you know, I... I'm really into my garden, so doing things like that, just so that I get that downtime. So I'm not just doing work, really. Mm. I can see how easy it would be to just sort of get out of bed, roll into the office, sit in my pyjamas, work all day, and more or less roll back into bed at night. And that's just not living, is it? That's existing. So that's not really a good idea. Mm. Yeah, I really like that thought on, on separation, because I think initially... I was kind of rolling out of bed and then straight onto my laptop and <laughs> opening up emails first thing in the morning, um, which probably explains why I was full of overwhelming anxiety that first couple of weeks. Um, so I think for me, you know, one of the simple things that's helped is um, routine, obviously, just getting up at the same time, even. Um, even if I haven't got a full-on day, Jeff, um, you know, I just want to make sure I have at least a structure, a basic structure around my day. Um, but then the other thing that has kind of accidentally helped me is I usually live alone um, in my apartment in West London. But actually, I decided to spend lockdown at my mom's place, which is a full house with siblings and my nephew <laughs> and basically chaos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not going to talk about the bad side of the chaos as I hear doors <laughs> banging in the background. Um, the good side of it has been it's kind of um, taking me away from that temptation to work all the time because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I've got my family here. I should probably go and watch Coronation Street with them or whatever it is they want to do that evening. Um, whereas if I was still at my flat, I could easily work a whole day and not even realize it. So I think that's been a accidental but a good grab of my attention. Yeah. yeah it's really important as well isn't it for us to remember why we're doing these things and I had that conversation with some of the business owners I was talking to the other day about you know they were saying what should we be focusing on and I said let's go back to why you ever wanted to do this to begin with and, and if you did this in order to be able to have more time with your family or more time to do something you wanted to do then surely that still is the same important reason why whatever is going on in the world potentially it's even more important and yeah I love the idea of it being slightly chaotic though and I quite like that that every now and again we have a bit of chaos in our house where my son sort of emerges from his bedroom because he's been trying to do his uni exams in his bedroom and you know it's it's really nice it kind of lightens the the day a bit otherwise it could be a bit hard and just really hard going all the time 
Yeah, I think yeah. what you've both done there is somewhat what a lot of people have experienced as well through this period of time. You know, perhaps a little an initial overwhelm and anxiety in terms of whoa, you know, what does a routine look like? What does a structure look like? How how do I work from home? Uh, is that the best place to work from? Um, but then also recognizing that that some of those other things that we've got around us, we can start to enjoy. You know, whether it's you know your yeah. son or, or or other members of the family, because if we don't, then then it becomes quite tough for us to to kind of carry on and function and operate. Where you know, as human beings, we we like a degree of interaction, and there's only so much you can get then from that on a Zoom call or, or a Skype call. Um, sure. And, and yeah. I think we do get Zoom fatigue. If that's not a phrase, then it ought to be by now because we're starting to see and hear a lot more around the impact of spending all your time, you know, on the likes of Zoom calls. Um, we probably tell our kids or, you know, younger people to get off their phones or iPads or have your Xboxes all the time because it's not good for them. Yet as adults, as professionals, we've probably yeah. fallen into that trap without realising it. I think you're right and it's interesting because I mean I've worked from home for the majority of my adult life and you know yes it's still different it's still very different and I think that's about the fact that the people I'm working with work from home about the fact that my husband's been working from home that's not usual maybe you do it occasionally but very rarely you know and and it's like I'm used to being able to just stop when I want to stop and have lunch when I want to take as long or as short as I want to whereas now you've got somebody else going are you going back to work already or you know you're not going to do this or shall we do this it's like oh okay yeah so you just have to change the way you you work a bit but it's definitely been really interesting working with clients and and colleagues who are not used to working from home and they really really struggled with it and you know I said something at the beginning you've got to say these are my work hours and, and stop and, you know one of the girls that I work with on a regular basis I regularly say to her that'll do now for today go outside and enjoy the children you know because otherwise she'd still be working in the evening and it, it's not healthy it's not healthy it's just, no. there is that is not at all balanced <laughs> yeah no, it's not. yeah I was just going to quickly add the, the other little thing that is done for me as well, um, or maybe you could say the, the other gift from the chaos is it's actually humanized everybody. So including my clients as well. So people who are normally have to travel up to London and meet them in their glass office on the 34th floor. You know, all of a sudden we're talking and, you know, they're in their bedroom, you know, or their children are walking into the Zoom call, um, just as my nephew's stomping into the room as well. So it's just kind of brought this human element, which I think has actually um, allowed me to get to know my clients in a more profound way than I ever had the chance to do before. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and I've seen that really work in, in everyone's favour. You know, I've been trying to deal with quite a big negotiation with a client, which could have gone quite, you know, difficult and hard nosed. But actually, um, you know, it's the whole, are you OK? Yeah, are you OK? What's happening? Oh, you know, mm. the kids are this, that's going on. I did a board meeting recently with somebody's child doing their, um, you know, exercise classes behind them and things <laughs> like that. It's really lovely. <laughs> I had a really interesting call the other week with somebody talking through their um, technical capabilities for me. And as he was talking, his cat just sort of jumped up onto his lap, you know, and it's just like, this is really great. And, it, and you can then sort of go, oh, you've got a dog like that. I've got a dog like that. Let me get my dog, you know. Yeah. And you suddenly find you've got 
connection with them whereas before like you say when you meet them in their glass box it's really hard to get a, a human element to it and actually I think most of us just crave to know people on a different level yeah. and it's really not nice it is much nicer it is, and you know to summarize what, what you've shared there we've been invited into people's homes and we would yeah. never normally have that invitation um you know not unless we knew people and established a relationship and that trust and yeah. what have you but we've naturally you know and had to um, be invited into people's houses and homes and i think as a result that level of respect has just gone to a whole new level um, and understanding then of, of, yeah. of their circumstances i want to go on and explore distraction with you um because i think sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm just like the easiest person to get distracted <laughs> because I, I i think distraction is has a bad press i think it's something that's negative and it takes us away from what we ought to be doing or what we should be doing or what we've told people we're doing but actually i think distraction can work in a, in another way i think it can energize us it can it can help us come out of that flow state and you know give us more energy to go back and, and do stuff later on. So I'm curious to know, what have you allowed yourself to be distracted by during this period of time that's been helpful? <laughs> Is alcohol unacceptable? <laughs> I, I think we've all dabbled with that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's not interesting. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm really very fortunate. We've got um, land around us and space around us. We have a small holding in very, very rural area of Wales. And yeah, so I've been really distracted by my garden. And yeah, that, for me, that's that's kind of almost... Uh, <laughs> so this, is, this really sums up my uh, problems with distraction. So when I was going through a period of quite, you know, difficult stress levels and anxiety, I went to a local so yoga group and stuff and to learn meditation. So the, the guy teaching meditation, after the second session, he said to me, yeah, should we just say you can't do it? Because <laughs> you're <laughs> distracted. <laughs> he was trying his best. He had no joy with me, no joy. So I can't do meditation. I have tried multiple times. I know the value of it. But for me, gardening is kind of a meditation because I can go into sort of a, not a trance-like state, that sounds really weird, but, they, you know, I can completely switch off. I don't really think about much while I'm gardening. I'm just thinking about the garden. So that's kind of my distraction that I allow that's not really, it's neither illegal or wrong to do. So there we go. That's good. Yeah. I've, I've tried a couple of different things. Um, so maybe I'll do a quick top three. So number one thing that I tried was having a nap during the day, um, which went a little bit too well, so I decided to stop. <laughs> I love that. I love. <laughs> I, I literally had a. I had it scheduled um, in my calendar, um, so I had like a lunch break from twelve, twelve thirty to one fifteen, and then I think one fifteen to one forty-five. I had a nap. That was daily Monday to Friday. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. you know, a scheduled nap, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really cool. I recommend everyone try it. Just be a bit more. Get, so that's really interesting. Now, and you can see now, I do get distracted. Does your body mm. just get into it and it wakes up after the forty-five minutes that you've allocated, or? 
yeah, yes. Yeah. I think what 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 actually made me stop in the end was um. I realized that I didn't really need it every day. And then <laughs> I, I didn't want to figure out like how much of a nap I need because definitely every every weekday was too much. Um, so it's not that I was oversleeping. It's just that I probably needed it just once or twice a week, but I was having it five times a week. So it's kind of like, eh, you know, it's, it's not that serious. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it? I reckon a lot of people should own up to the fact that they've either been having a nap or needed a nap because the level of anxiety that we're under is likely to lead to you feeling more tired mm. Mm. so it does it's not unusual or surprising is it in in that effect <laughs> yeah that's brilliant i love that if that's your if that was that number three of your top three <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite one so that's why oh, okay. <laughs> it's not to get the top okay back yeah <laughs> number two was um like teaching stuff that I don't usually teach on so um it's like things that are sort of like um passions or things I'm really interested in so um, I'm massive on like spirituality and um Christianity and you know I've read the bible and that kind of thing um and I, I, I have communities or groups of friends who I talk um to on these topics and so it's kind of like oh what if I got them together on a Zoom call, and we had like a little study together, which I could lead. I mean, I lead sessions all the time for companies, so I can't do it for a group of friends and a topic which I really care about. Um, so that went really well, actually. We did like a 30 day challenge where we got up every morning at seven and we just did like a half an hour uh, little thing. So much fun. It also helped me get up on time as well. Um, and then the third one, which I haven't been as consistent with, is writing more. And I mean more more like free journaling. Um, so kind of writing without the pressure of it having to be fantastic. Um, which I know when I've done it consistently really helps me crystallize um, things that I'm thinking about. So I'm, I'm still not at the level of doing it um, every single day, but it's really helped even in those few times when I've just sat down and gone like that. And nice. Yeah. Wonderful things to be distracted by. And the, the, the thought running through my head is we, we've, we've had to reinvent some of the things that we would normally do and, and find, you know, what energizes us or, you know, what, what allows us to, to do our best stuff. And, and I wonder how, how much we'll try and hold on to some of those things when we come through this space into whatever the next space looks like because they've given us something back they've and we, and we won't want to lose it you know so how do we protect it or, or how do we hold on to it I, I don't know and i think you know only time will tell but when i when i ask that question i'm always fascinated what, by what people share because mm. in most cases it's given them some type of energy back that they either didn't realize or, or, or actually they've come to enjoy a lot more yeah and i think you know going back to the sort of whole getting to know people on a different level and that more human element that more connection um and, and sort of a more awareness of the fact everyone's going through all sorts of different things at different times yeah i really hope we don't lose that i think that's probably my my wish for it that you know we don't get back to the point where we don't really care we don't ask people we we just say how are you but we're not really interested i think mm. at the moment when we ask how are you we we mean are you really okay 
you know can we carry on with this conversation can we do this meeting whereas yeah normally when we ask it it's a throwaway isn't it yeah yeah it is and i think that's something that i've been trying to incorporate in my online sessions so typically you know i'm, I'm a content man like let's just get straight to it you know i've got so much content for you guys but pretty much um the last couple of workshops that i've done they've been around 90 minutes and the first half hour has just been checking in literally just mm -hmm. checking in um which you know previous to this would have felt like a huge waste of time it's like oh my god <laughs> that's half an hour's content you could have packed in there but definitely necessary and definitely uh, something that i believe has deepened those relationships yeah, definitely. And I've had the same with some of the courses that I've been doing online is that we've been spending time saying, yeah, what's your situation? What's happening? And particularly with small business owners, I've been saying, you know, have you got any income, no income, some income, mm -hmm. income from something different? And, and they're going, actually, that's probably about the most useful thing you could have done for us because I can see I'm not alone now. You know, everyone else has got the similar struggles. Everyone else is trying to do the same thing because it's that feeling that you're not doing as well as other people that really yeah. stops us from achieving often because we're just frozen in our own fear almost, aren't we? It does. I have yeah. one final thing that I'm going to ask each of my guests. Um, if, if you could spend 1% of your day, so 14.4 minutes of your day, <laughs> doing something each day during the course of however long we've got left, it might be another month, it might be three months, what would you spend that one percent of your day doing? Um, maybe for me, I can bring back my sleeping. Although, it be <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm too used to half an hour. So sorry. Yeah, me too. I think I think a nap is the way to go. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I think as I was speaking, I actually remembered like one of my other like big passions, which. I haven't really had a chance to do is um, sketching. So I really used to be a good uh, pencil artist um, when I was younger, <coughs> winning like competitions and stuff in school. Um, and, you know, Jeff, you mentioned about things that gave you energy. I, I remember, you know, that was one of the things that as I was sketching or as I was, you know, creating these, in my opinion, masterpieces, <laughs> um, you know, it just, it had a therapeutic value to it, but also it gave me a lot of energy. So um, I wouldn't mind trying that for 14.4 minutes a day to see how, how that would look 20 years later. Mm. So I would have, I would like to have said that I, I would love to have done, done some more baking. Everyone's been doing baking and I, I haven't particularly done any baking because I haven't had the time. Um, <laughs> which is really sad isn't it i haven't had time to make a cake um you know because that's just what we need at the minute isn't it really cake and bread um so yeah maybe breaking but breaking's gonna take more than 14 minutes I, I think probably yeah making myself do my sort of yoga or at least having that sort of um time out you know i mean i, I I talk a lot about the concept of having 10 to 20 minutes every morning to set your intention for the day, be that that you sit outside with your coffee in the sun or, you know, you do a bit of yoga and set that intention of what do I really want to achieve? Because I think far too often we're distracted by what everybody else wants us to achieve that day and not what we want to achieve that day. And, and I, I definitely fall into that category. Mm -hmm. It's one of my weaknesses that I tend to do what everyone else wants me to do. Whereas some, and I get to the end of the day and think I didn't, I didn't do that. You know, I've got another book that started and it, it was 
it needs to be finished it's it's what people need at the minute and it's like i, I just yeah okay so maybe i should just do that for 40 minutes a day i don't know see look i told you i got distracted easy i love it i love it, it sounds like <laughs> uh, you've committed to that rebecca <laughs> <laughs> Oh, listen, thank you, thank you both for, you know, sharing what you've shared in, in our conversation and our discussion. I, I love where your attention and your intention and, and indeed your distraction is, is taking you. There's some rich stuff in there, which is absolutely brilliant. So thank you both very much indeed for agreeing to come on the show. It's been an absolute oh, pleasure. You're welcome, Jeff. Pleasure.